When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, beautiful people? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to another episode of the Having It All podcast. I am pumped and excited for today's conversation. We are wrapping up this uh, this series that I've been doing on balance and health. And we're wrapping it up in a big, big way. Today, I, well, I'm taking a lot of research that I've been doing, a lot of reading, a lot of, a lot of digging into stuff. And I am pulling together for you some top expert tips, some top tips from people out there who are authors and speakers and scientists and research who have all contributed to this conversation about balance. And I'm taking some of their top tips and I'm putting them into this episode. And there's also an accompanying free offer with some tips that I just couldn't fit into this episode because there's so many that were really, really great. So this one is pretty cool. I've been spending a lot of time putting this together and I'm excited to dig into these tips that are really geared towards helping you to create a life of balance. You know, because as you're experiencing more balance, what comes along with that is more happiness, more joy, you know, more peace, more fulfillment, more time with loved ones, more time exploring your hobbies. All of that beautiful stuff comes when you feel more balanced and more centered. So my goal is that by the end of the conversation today, you are going to feel so equipped to know what you need to do, right? To know where to focus your time and energy and attention so that you can be feeling on top of the world when it comes to balance, because I know it's possible for you. I know it is. So I'm really, really excited about this. It's going to be very cool. And to kick things off, magic. Oh, boy. I've got some some big, big magic. Magic and gratitude kind of rolled into one. Um, so if this is your first time listening to the podcast, first of all, welcome. I love that you're here. This is so, so awesome. And... Magic in the context of this show is a little bit different than what you might be expecting or might be used to. Magic on the Having It All podcast is all about those moments when you influence yourself, others, and life in an empowering way. We call these magical moments, and it's so important that you stop and reflect on your magical moments because you are a, an incredibly powerful person. You are freaking powerful. And you're creating these magical moments all the time. Like you're influencing awesome things in your life with yourself, with other people, and with life itself. 
But if you're not stopping to reflect on them, then you are missing them. And when you miss them, you don't feel like you're so powerful. And when you don't feel like you're very powerful, then you feel like, well, things just happen by chance. I'm just unlucky. You start to compare yourself to other people. Life starts to look crummy. The grass looks greener. Your cup is half empty. All that stuff happens when you aren't stopping to reflect on magical moments. So I'm going to share a couple of magical moments. And then if you feel inspired, pause the episode and reflect on a few in your life. So first magic, and this is magic slash gratitude, is last week I posted a, uh, a, a, a very personal episode. Um, it was about, it was called Opening Up About My Biggest Recent Struggles. And I've been going through some stuff and I'm just keeping it inside. So I really wanted to share and be open and vulnerable and um, yeah, just connect with that way. And the magic that came from that is just receiving so much love, receiving so much love. And it was incredible. I, I, I love receiving the emails and the Instagram messages and the voice notes. How freaking cool is that, receiving voice notes? And so that right there is magic, you know, putting something out there like that. And having so many people connect with it, you know what I mean? Like, we're not alone. If life feels like it's tough, if life just keeps, you know, you feel like it keeps kicking you in the ass, like, you're not alone. I've gone through it. I'm going through it. I'm emerging from it. Others are going through it. And so it's real magic when we can influence ourselves to be vulnerable and be open and share. Because through that sharing comes connection. And that's a beautiful thing. So that is my first piece of magic. Big, big, big magic. My second piece of magic has to do with uh, some fun that the family and I had over the weekend. Uh, Here in Atlanta, every Labor Day weekend, there is this awesome convention called Dragon Con. It's all about sci-fi culture and movies and comic books and fantasy novels and all that that stuff. Kind of like Comic-Con, but the Atlanta version of it. And we went to the parade and hung out down at the, the convention sites, and it was awesome. And so... Some specific pieces of magic are, first of all, we had effortless parking, getting a parking spot right near the front of the parade. You know, there's 100,000 people, something like that, who, who line up this parade route, and we had effortless time finding parking. Then we found a great spot to watch the parade, and the woman in front of us gave up her seat to Sarah and Maya so that they could sit down and Maya could have an unobstructed view, and that was freaking magical. And then a friend of ours worked at one of the host hotels because the event is hosted by four or five different hotels in the city. And she worked at one of them. So she invited us over, allowed us to wander through the hotel. And we got a chance to kind of go in some spaces that we probably wouldn't have had access to before and met a bunch of people and took some great pictures and got into dance parties and all sorts of fun stuff. So that was magic. And then when we got home, something that really just warmed my heart is that Maya asked if she could watch Aquaman, the movie, and the Lego Batman movie. So that was so cool that she wanted to watch these these comic book movies, and I had a blast watching those movies with her. So we had a lot of magic inspired by Dragon Con and all the, all the shenanigans around that. So very, very awesome. Um, and right now, it's funny, Maya's in the other room. Uh, literally, she's watching Aquaman again right now as I'm recording this, so... I am, I'm raising a little nerd, and I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. So that's my magic. And now I encourage you, if you feel inspired, pause the episode and think about a couple of pieces of magic in your life so you can remind yourself how freaking powerful you are. I don't ever want you to forget it. Ever, ever, ever. So again, if you feel like it, pause it, boop. And then we'll keep things rolling because now it's listener love. 
And this listener love is connected to, you know, the the episode I shared, the the vulnerable episode. Um, I want to give a lot of props and love and gratitude to Ashley, to Maggie, and to Mahesh. You all are amazing. You all are are so incredible. Um, the messages that you sent, I mean, they they hit me, they impacted me. Um, I truly received them, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I am grateful, and uh, I'm going to leave it at that. So that's listener love. And uh, if you want to you know, connect with me and reach out and send a voice note or a message or whatever, there's several ways you can do that. The first is through my email, mattcbivens at gmail.com. It's my personal email address. You can always hit me up there. And Instagram. I'm loving connecting on Instagram. So I'm at Matthew underscore Bivens, and uh, I love connecting on Instagram. So you can connect with me in both of those places. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Before we jump into the episode, I want to give an awesome shout out to something I created for you all that is, it, well, it pertains to this whole series I've been doing on balance. I created an ebook. It's called The Balance System a totally practical and super simple guide for anyone to create a life of sustained balance. And what's cool about it is that a lot of what I'm going to share in today's episode, all the expert advice, is external facing, right? It's like how to deal with all the things outside of yourself. My solution to balance, it really starts inside. And so my ebook gives you a very simple method for getting back to balance internally. And it's a method that anybody can follow. You don't have to feel burnt out. You don't have to feel stretched too thin, anxious all the time, stressed out in life. Life doesn't have to be kicking your butt constantly. And in my ebook, I'm going to share with you ways that you can look after yourself so that you're more equipped to handle whatever life tosses your way. And what's cool is that right now, for a limited time, it is pay what you want. That means you can pay whatever you want for the ebook. And that's going to be going away very soon, probably in the next week, it's going to be going away. So get it now, pay what you want for it. It's at matthewbibbins.com slash balance. A bunch of you have purchased it already, and I've gotten a lot of feedback that it's been an incredibly helpful tool. So go grab your copy, matthewbibbins.com slash balance. All right, let's talk more about balance. Let's get into this stuff because I got a, I got a, bunch, of, a bunch of tips for you today. And what I really wanted to do was end this series on balance and health with a bang. So like I said at the top of the episode is I just started digging. Like I wanted to see what are some experts talk, you know, what are they sharing? What are they talking about? What are they advising 
on their clients and their readers and their listeners, all that stuff. What is out there? And so I just started reading. I started pouring through articles, just digging into things. And one of the things that I was looking for is I wanted to see what patterns were emerging. Like what were the tips that I kept seeing again and again and again? What were the things that like, oh yeah, that expert said that and I've heard that before. And oh yeah, I heard that over here too, you know, from the different resources and different studies. So I did that and I'm going to share them in this episode. Now, I had a big list of stuff. I think it was like 25-ish, maybe even more um, tips that I thought were really great. And it's it would take me an hour to go through all 25. So I picked the top 10 to share in this episode and I put the rest, the other 15 and these 10, so all of them, um, in a resource that is free for you to download. It's a PDF. It's real simple. It's nothing flashy, but it lists out all the different tips. And so if you want to get the whole entire list, all 25 plus, go to matthewbivins.com slash balance tips, balance tips, and you'll be able to download the, the PDF that is linked, that is related to this episode. So again, I'm going to give you 10 of the tips here the top ones that I kept seeing again and again and again, but there was a few others that were were really awesome, some unique stuff, and so I put that together in a PDF, matthewbivins.com slash balance tips. That's where you can get all of them. Also, I'm not going to list out every single resource as I go through these tips because there's just too many resources to name. It would take up too much time, but the links to these resources are going to be in the show notes for the episode as well as in the free download that goes along with this episode. So if you want to dig into the videos and articles and all that great stuff, just go to the show notes or download the free PDF and you'll see links to all my resources in there. All right, so here are the biggest, the the, the expert tips on how to create balance in your life. Tip number one that I really loved is you gotta grow your self-awareness. You've got to. Building that self-awareness is so key because in building your self-awareness, you start to pay more attention to your body. And your body is going to communicate with you when you're off balance, when you're approaching burnout, when you're feeling stressed. All of it shows up in your body and all of it your body is trying to tell you, whether it's elevated heartbeat, whether it's having trouble focusing, whether it's migraines, whether it's you know sweaty armpits, whatever it is, your body is telling you. And what happens is if you grow your self-awareness and you become more aware of, of your body and the signals it gives you, then you can actually catch burnout. You can catch it before you've passed the point of no return, before you get to the, to the event horizon. Any of my, uh, my astronomy friends out there know what I'm talking about. On a black hole, there's a point where if you get too close to a black hole, you're done. You're never going to get out of the pull of that gravity. It's called the event horizon. So there's a point with burnout and, and feeling totally out of balance that if you get too close you, and you pass that event horizon, you pass that point of no return, well, now you're just going to feel burnt out and you're probably going to crash in some sort of way. So growing your self-awareness is going to be the first step in being able to do something about it. So that looks like tuning into your body, checking in with yourself, being aware of your stress levels. That might look like more mindfulness or more meditation where you can just calm your body down. It might look like more time for yourself. Maybe it's a little self-assessment, self-evaluation. Hey, where am I at right now? Scale of one to 10, feeling stressed. One being no stress, 10 being total stress. And checking in and then 
You know, if you're at a, you know, a six or above, okay, what am I stressed about? What am I worrying about? Is it something I can control? Is it something that's totally out of my control? That is how you build your self-awareness. That's tip number one. Tip number two is knowing what works for you. Knowing what works for you because the things that work for me are not necessarily the same things that are going to work for you. And so this tip is all about learning what you need in order to reduce your stress in your daily life. Learning what you need in order to get back into your center, to get back into your balance. So this is about going out there and learning different tools, learning different different techniques, trying things on for yourself, giving them a chance. You know what I mean? It's like if someone says, if someone recommends to you, hey, maybe meditation would be great for you. And you say, okay, I'm going to try meditation. And you do it two times. And you're like, nope, it didn't work. I wasn't able to concentrate. My mind wandered the whole time. I felt jittery. It was just uncomfortable. So meditation is not for me. Guess what? You didn't give it enough time. There's no person alive who started out with meditating and was like, oh yeah, you know what? This is perfect for me. And this was so effortless. No, meditation is tough. It's tough to be able to quiet your mind and just be and you know and watch your thoughts pass by. That that is that is hard. It takes a level of of experience and and you know becoming more proficient. So you gotta you know see these different tools and and seek out these different tools and techniques and try them for yourself and give it a little bit of time. And when you do that, you're gonna start to see what works for you, and you're gonna build what I call your toolbox. Your toolbox is full of all the different things that you know help to reduce your stress, help to get you back to center, help you get you back into alignment. And, you know, like I said, meditation might work for one person, but it may not work for somebody else. Journaling might be great for one person, but it's just not something for another person. That's why you got to try things out. You can go online and and Google search, you know, ways to reduce stress and find tons of, of, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking, recommendations. Ha, tons of recommendations. But not all of them are going to be right for you. So you've got to be, be vigilant at it. You've got to be persistent with it. And this tip actually pairs with tip number one of growing your self-awareness. Because once you know what helps you get back into balance, then when you realize that you're slipping out of balance or you're slipping in, you know, going closer to burnout, you know what you can do to get back to your power. You can get right back to your sweet spot. And so that's how these two things are, are connected. All right, tip number three that I kept seeing again and again and again is all about preparation and planning. Preparation and planning. So what, what so many experts were talking about was on a daily basis and a weekly basis, getting clear as to what your responsibilities are and the things that you would like to accomplish. So on a daily basis, at nighttime, you plan out and you look ahead as to what's happening the next day. So if today's Monday, then on Monday night, you spend a couple of minutes just looking at what you've got going on on Tuesday, looking at your upcoming schedule, and seeing if there's anything that you need to do to plan tonight for what's happening tomorrow. Maybe it's something at work that you need to be at work a little bit earlier. Maybe you know that you're going to be, you won't be have a chance to, you know, come home for lunch, so you need to you know, prepare your food and have that ready to go. Maybe you want to work out on Tuesdays, and so you know that you need to have your workout gear ready by the door so that you can just get it and go. Whatever it is, a, a daily quick check-in on what you've got going tomorrow 
and how that connects with your bigger goals is something that so many people are recommending. And I totally recommend it myself. And then on a weekly basis, like Saturday night or Sunday night, you check in and you plan and prepare for the next week. So that's like last night, right? Today's a Monday when I'm recording. So on Sunday, I sat down and said, okay, what do I have coming up this week? Ah, okay, I've got these meetings on this day. Okay, great. I got this client in. Okay, awesome. So I know that one of my goals this week is to work on a new offer. So great, I need to carve out time here and here and here to work on my new offer. So that's that weekly planning and preparation. And what's really interesting about doing that is that unexpected things are going to happen in life. They just are. Stuff's not going to go as planned. You know, your, your, your car might have a flat tire. Something might happen at work. A client might cancel. But what's really interesting is that when you take the time to plan and prepare, you're actually better able to handle things going, you know, not going according to plan. It's just interesting. It might even seem counterintuitive that, if, well, if I spend all this time planning and then something goes, doesn't go according to plan, isn't that going to stress me out? But what happens is you actually end up being able to come up with a plan B and a backup you know, more easily, more, more efficiently when you've actually sat down and thought through what are the things that you want to accomplish. So it's, it's a weird thing. And however, not and, however, it is one of those things that I see all the time, expert advice is about making, you know, taking time to plan for the next day, plan for the upcoming week. And it's something that I do regularly, all the time. It's actually one of the habits in my balance chart, which is my habit tracking tool. One of my habits is to plan or set my goals for the following day. So it's something I do on the regular. All right, tip number four. The fourth thing that the experts are saying helps to create some balance is learning how to be flexible, learning how to go with the flow. And this is directly connected with tip number three. Because you know what? Things don't go as planned. (laughs) They just don't. And so learning how to just go with the flow and being able to just like see things that are happening and modify what your objective is or, or modify your approach is so important to not being knocked out of balance anytime something doesn't go the way that you want it to go. Because here's the thing, trying to control every outcome, that is a surefire way to feeling stressed. It is. Trying to control, you know, getting to work exactly at that specific time or, or better yet, trying to control people. You try to control people and, and you do that long enough and take a step back and actually look at how effective or actually ineffective it is, you begin to see it's really crazy to try to control people. And I learned this in a big way when we had Maya. When she was a baby and she was crying, like you get a great lesson in that you cannot control people when you have a crying baby and you're trying to tell that baby to stop crying. There's nothing you can do. She wants to cry, she's going to cry. You just got to wait it out. So trying to control people, trying to control all events, trying to control everything on your calendar, that right there is going to lead to stress. It's going to lead to you feeling stretched thin. It's going to lead to you feeling out of balance when something doesn't go according to how you had it on your calendar or doesn't go according to how you had, had envisioned it in your mind. So while it is important to plan, It is important to think about what you want to experience, think about what's coming up, think about what you want to create. 
it's also important for you not to chisel that in stone. You know what I'm saying? Like, write it in pencil. It's in there. The vision is there. The plan is there. But it's in pencil so that if something comes up, you can modify it. Because maybe there's an opportunity you want to take advantage of. Or maybe there's an unforeseen circumstance that hits. And it's like, oh, you know what? This is now priority. Let me shift. That stuff happens all the time. Especially if you're a parent. Especially if you've got, you know, a business you're running. Especially if you've got a significant other. Especially if you work with other people. Basically what I'm saying, I'm trying to cover every single person, right? And <laughs> what I'm saying. So you got to learn how to be flexible. Go with the flow. Let go of control. That's a hard thing for a lot of people. You know, letting go of control. And for that, I just, I recommend practicing small, you know, small things. And when things, when you notice stuff starts to go off the rails a little bit, pause, take a deep breath, calm yourself down in that moment, and just remind yourself, everything always works out. It does. Everything always works out. So that's tip number four. Tip number five. This is all about ensuring that you are touching on all the major important areas of life. What I love about this tip is it is, you know, it is so in alignment with what I teach and something you've heard me talk about in the six F's. So as I was going through these articles and reading things, I kept seeing people talk about the blank number of important areas of life. Some people had seven, some people had five, some people had six. And it was interesting because there was an absolute overlap every single time. And so this tip is just about making sure that, you know, those areas in your life that are important, that are important to all of us, almost no matter who we are, it's important that you're putting some time and energy into each of them. It doesn't mean you have to be putting equal time and energy into each of them, but just some. So I'm talking about faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. Those are the six areas that I focus on, that I have talked about a lot in this podcast. Some of the areas that one of the other experts talked about, they mentioned health, career, family, relationship, friends, hobbies, community. So as you can see, there's a big overlap. We almost had all of them lined up. But the idea here is to, if you look at those six Fs, faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, fun, the idea here is to be doing something in each of those areas on a daily or weekly basis. Probably don't have to be daily, but weekly for sure. So what's something you can be doing in the area of your faith? What's something you can be doing in the area of your family? And family can also include romantic relationships. So what's something that you can be doing in that area for your current partner or in your quest to attract a partner? What's something you can be doing regularly for your friends or for your fitness, your body, your health, your finances, your money, looking at your numbers? And fun, that's just the things that that you enjoy, your hobbies. So it can look like having small goals in those areas. Like every week you want to make a point to connect with a friend you haven't talked to in a little while, or every week you want to make a point to go to the gym three times, right? It's like touching each one of those areas, especially the areas that just haven't received attention in a long time. Because here's the thing, we do things in seasons, 
You know what I mean? Like this season right now for me with work, I'm focusing on a couple of projects that I'm really excited about. And so I'm putting a little bit more time and energy into that. Whereas I may not be putting as much time and energy into socializing. You know, I, I'm, I may be saying no to invites Whereas in the past or in a different season, I'd be saying yes to them. But because I'm in this season right now and I'm pushing a few things forward, it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to say no to them now because I'm focusing on this. And that's cool. That's how we operate, right? Like things are in season. It's not always balanced across the board all the time. But I will recognize that it's important for my friend area to have something going on. It's important for that tank to have some deposits being made into it. So maybe I'll, I'll double something up. Maybe I'll invite a friend to come on a run with me, right? I'm already going to go for a run. May as well invite a friend, and now we can have some socializing during the run. Like, I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm addressing that area, even if I'm not putting as much into it as I would in the past or I would in a different season. So ensuring that you're touching all the major areas of importance in your life is very, very crucial to feeling balanced. Because what happens is, if you go through those six Fs, faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun, and if you were to do an assessment, zero to 10, zero is that area is totally just null and void, <laughs> totally deficient, nothing is happening, and 10 being that, that tank or that bucket is totally filled up. If you go through those six and you find that you have some zeros, you will feel out of balance, guaranteed. You will. Because each one of us has some sort of, 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 of desire or need in those areas. That's, it's just part of who we are. So if you aren't addressing those areas, you will feel out of balance. But even if you're putting a little bit in some of those areas, that could be enough for you to feel like, okay, you know, I'm, I may not be exactly where I want to be, but I feel cool where I'm at right now. Like, it's good enough. You know what I mean? And that's, that's great many times. So... Make sure you're touching on all the major areas of importance in your life. Tip number six, and I really, really love this one. And there's a part of this one that I hadn't heard before. Tip number six is to be present with what you're doing. And in being present, you will eliminate guilt. Ah, because guilt is one of those things that a lot of times comes hand in hand with balance. What I mean by that is you'll feel guilty when you're at work, you're guilty because you're not at home. When you're working, you might feel like you should be spending your time with your family or you should be doing something else. And so what happens is you aren't fully present at work because your focus is diverted. And then when you go home, you feel a little bit guilty because part of you wants to be at work or part of you feels like you didn't complete everything at work. Or maybe you're at home, but you're trying to do some work. You're texting and your email or you, you jump away and jump on the computer. I've done this. And so you feel guilty when you're at home because you're doing a little bit of work. So you see in both those scenarios, you aren't being present. Being present means being 100% focused at what is happening in front of you right now. 100% focused on what's going on now. Not thinking about what you should be doing. Not thinking about what you didn't do in the past or that what you need to do in the future. That's not being present. It's about putting all your energy into right now. And so what's really interesting is that the solution to not being present is to become present. The solution to not feel that guilt is to get present. Because if you're at work 
and you're pouring 100% of your focus into your work, then that means you're probably going to complete the things that you need to complete so that when you leave work, work can be at work and you can go home and now be 100% present with your family so that you can just be focused and present. And when you're 100% focused and present with them, you're going to feel fulfilled, like you're taking care of those relationships, like you're operating in that, that family or that friends area and it's being filled up. And now you're feeling more balanced. So do you see how being present helps to eliminate guilt? And when I read this, I was like, oh, that's so genius. It, it really makes sense. And guilt is one of those things that is just going to kill any sort of, of effort that, that you are undertaking to feel balanced. And one of the biggest areas people feel guilty is taking time out for themselves. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They don't feel like they can take care of themselves, do things for themselves, fill up their own tank, because they feel guilty that time for themselves is time away from their kids, time away from their spouse, time away from the office. And so, no, 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 I can't do that. I, I can't take an hour for myself because my kid needs me. And what's so backwards about that is that when you neglect yourself, you can't show up powerfully for all those people that you want to be showing up for. You cannot pour into other people if you aren't taking care of yourself, if, you're, if your cup is not full. It's impossible. You can't do it. And if you've ever felt the difference of being able to pour into somebody from a full cup versus pour into somebody from a half-empty cup, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, tip number seven, create and hold boundaries. Whew, this one's huge, so big, because the whole work-life balance thing, that whole phrase, so much of it has to do with boundaries and the lack thereof. And guess what? It is up to you to create your own boundaries. It is up to you. You cannot expect your work or your boss or your manager or anything like that to create boundaries for you and to uphold them. No. Because here's the thing, if you're willing to take on more work, if you're willing to do more, to work longer hours, then your job is probably going to ask that of you. And they're probably going to try to pay you less for it or not pay you at all for it. 
and you will never live a happy life if you're relying on other people to stand up for you. That's really what boundaries are about. They're about standing for yourself. And so this area is just an area that you know is a struggle for you. And you know, like whenever you hear someone say boundaries, it just, ugh, you kind of cringe and it makes your stomach turn because it, the idea of it is just terrifying. You feel like, you know, who am I to stand up to this person or, or how do I even do it? My advice for you is to start small. Start real small. Go back to tip number one, building that self-awareness and start to become aware of the boundaries that are being violated, the ones that you say that you want to maintain, but you don't. Or start being aware of areas where there's no boundaries at all. And begin small. Where can you institute a small boundary? Maybe for you, it's stopping to check your email after a certain time of day. Or maybe it's not taking phone calls after a certain time. That could be a small boundary. So where can you start holding a small boundary? And then as you get more practice holding a small boundary, you start to work on holding more boundaries or holding bigger boundaries. And what happens is, as you create and hold these boundaries, you actually are making deposits into yourself. The trust that you have in yourself goes up because now you're beginning to trust that if you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you hold a boundary, you're actually going to hold it. If you set one, you're actually going to hold it. That's what happens as you start to do that. Your trust goes up. And it's also a deposit into your personal love tank. It's taking care of yourself. Right, Because when you take on too many things, you're wearing yourself out real thin. But when you're holding that boundary, you're honoring yourself. You're honoring your health. Mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, you're honoring yourself. So it's a really cool double deposit. And then like I said, as you get reps, as you gain confidence in the area, you go bigger. So I saw the tip about creating and holding boundaries multiple times. Like That was advice that I saw so many places. From CEOs right? The people who are running the companies to folks who've been working in corporate world to people who are authors. It's like that has got to be there, creating boundaries and holding those boundaries. So one of the things you can think about is across those six Fs, faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, fun. Think about it. If you're, you know, let's look at the finance F that has to do with your career and your work. If you aren't holding a boundary in that F and you're allowing that F to, to, go past what you want it to be, well, now it's bleeding into your faith. Now it's bleeding into the time you spend with family. Now it's bleeding into the the energy you have for fitness. Now it's bleeding into what you've got left over for friends. And oh yeah, your fun's probably totally out the window. So you see how you can't be putting, you know, time and energy into those six Fs if you aren't holding boundaries. That's why it's so important. All right, we got three more. This is tip number eight. This was great. It's connected to the one above. Do what you got to do in order to leave work at work. Do what you have to do to leave your work at work. The reason why this is so important is because of this conversation about boundaries. A lot of times, if we don't complete all the things we need to do at work, we take it home with us. And so now we've just violated a boundary. We've crossed over a boundary, and that sucks. And we aren't present, right? Remember that tip earlier? We aren't being present because we're thinking about the work that we still have to do, and that sucks. And then now we're adding on to the guilt, and that really sucks. So 
Tip number eight, again, is doing what you got to do to leave your work at work. So that might look like being more efficient. How can you be more efficient so that when you leave the office, leave the job, it's done. You can just leave that stuff there. Now, it might that look like a number of things. It might look like cutting back on the time you're spending socializing with, with your coworkers. Not eliminating it, but maybe if you were to tally up all the little moments you spend socializing, it's like an hour a day. How can you cut that back to half an hour? Or maybe it looks like creating a, some private time for yourself. Like if you have an office, maybe instead of leaving your door open, you close that door and you lock it. And maybe you just do that for like an hour a day. And during that hour, you crunch through your, your biggest rocks. You eat your frogs first. The big important things that you don't want to do. Or maybe you come to work a little bit early, 30 minutes early, an hour early, and you, you come when nobody else is there and you get uninterrupted time. I read that a lot, that if you know jobs are starting at 9 a.m., people try to get there at like 7.30 because then you got a whole hour and a half where it's quiet because when it's quiet, you can just drill in. But as soon as other people start showing up, that's when the chit-chat comes. That's when the interruptions come, right? And that's what keeps you at work longer than what you might actually be needing. So kind of understanding where you can work on your efficiencies at the job is going to be so, so beneficial for you so that you, when you're at work, you're efficient. You focus on what you need to focus on. You, you dig into your priorities. You work on the things that are going to need, move the needle forward. You're probably starting to say no to certain things because you're really focused and saying yes to other things, cutting back on the chit-chat, whatever it is. You're figuring out your methods so that you can maximize your work time. And then you're able to come home and be more present and leave the work at work. Big, big tip. All right, number nine. You've heard this one before. I know you have. Get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get enough sleep. And there's a, there's, a, there's a second half to this that I really love that I hadn't heard before. Get enough sleep and optimize your sleep space. That is so cool. Optimize your sleep space. I hadn't heard of that before. Although it's something that I do. I, I personally work on optimizing my sleep space. And what's really interesting is the idea of optimizing my, your sleep space came up recently in... My COI, my circle of influence, my, my small accountability group that I meet with weekly, it came up in our, our discussion two weeks ago. There was one of the, the guests there who was sharing that her sleep space is totally not optimized. She's trying to sleep. Her husband's watching stuff. He's laughing, doing all these things. She wants to see what he's laughing at. She has that fear of missing out, and she's all distracted and yada, yada. So we talked about optimizing the sleep space. And so with getting enough sleep... It looks like six to eight hours, right? You're going to see all sorts of studies, all sorts of numbers. But the one that, that, that I come back to is six to eight hours. And, you know, when you're able to get enough rest, your body can actually recharge appropriately. That way you can wake up and feel a little bit more energized when you wake up. That grogginess period is shorter. And then you don't crash in the middle of the day or crash in the late morning. And then have to turn to, or excuse me, not have to, because you're choosing to. You don't crash and then choose to grab the caffeine, grab the 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 Red Bull drinks, the you know the the energy drinks, 
right? You don't choose to go for those things because you've gotten enough sleep. And so that's the that's the the sleep part of it. And then optimizing your sleep space is, you know, what do, does your sleep space need to include or not include in order for you to feel most at ease? Because when you don't feel at ease, when you feel stressed or anxious in your sleep space, you will not be well rested. You won't. So if that means using a white noise machine to to drown out some of your noisy neighbor or the you know the 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 noise from the city street outside, okay, get a white noise machine. If that means using like blackout curtains because maybe you have a different sleep schedule and you know you work nights or something and so you sleep during the day or maybe there's like a street light out front of your window that always keeps you up, okay, get the blackout curtains, curtains. Or perhaps it's like the person I was talking about whose partner likes to stay up with the light on. Have a conversation with them. Hey, listen, I'm really working to optimize my sleep, get enough rest, and make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And one of the ways that I've realized I'm unable to do that is when the lights are on. It's when I'm seeing screens next to me. It's when I'm hearing the TV or hearing you laugh. So what can we do to change that? Are you willing to only watch TV out in the living room and not bring it to the bedroom? You know, like that's the type of conversation you got to have. And it goes back to tip number seven, create and hold boundaries. Ah, it's not just boundaries at work. Maybe it's boundaries at home as well. So you got to be willing to stand for yourself and hold those boundaries so that you can optimize your sleep space. So figure out what that looks like to you. How do you need to optimize your sleep space? And whatever you need to do, do that so that when you are sleeping, Maybe it's not six hours right now. Maybe it's five. Okay, we'll start there and work towards six to eight. But maybe it's those five hours. How can you get the best sleep of your life in those five hours? That's the goal here. All right, tip number 10. Made it to the end of the list. This one I thought was great. Um, ah, So important. This is one of the big reasons why people feel imbalanced because they aren't making time for relationships. So tip number 10 is make time for relationships. Make times for make time for your family. Make time for your friends. Make time for your your partner, the person you're dating, your spouse, whatever. You will never regret making time for the people who matter most in your life. You won't. And relationships are what really matter. I did an episode a while back called Top Regrets of the Dying. And two of the top regrets of people on their deathbed related to relationships. Regret number two was that I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And the woman who, who wrote this, um, this amazing essay, her name was Bronnie Ware, she said that every single one of the men that shared this regret, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Excuse me, back up. Every single one of the men that she talked to over the years of, of her doing her work in hospice and her, her interviewing people, every single one of the men she talked to said that they wish they hadn't worked so hard. That was their, their big regret. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. In every single man. And I know that this doesn't just relate to men. I know that there are so many women out there who are on a path right now to wishing that they hadn't worked so hard when they get to that, that, that transition point in their life. And the reason why they wish they hadn't worked so hard is because time at work was time away from their loved ones. It was time missing out on important events in their kid's life, in their spouse's life, in their friend's life. 
it was time that they weren't spending investing in relationships. And the top regret number four was actually, I wish I had stayed in touch with friends. So there you go. That's letting important relationships wither over the years. It's like, wow, we used to be best friends, but I haven't talked to this person in a year. What happened? 10 years go by, 50 years go by. And now you're on that transition period of your life and you're like, ah, I wish I'd stay in touch with my friends. So tip number 10, everybody, is to make time for relationships. It goes back to what we've been saying multiple times about hitting those those important areas of your life. The six Fs, family, friends. Remember, family includes those romantic relationships. So making time for that in your life. And you have to actually make time. That means being proactive. That means looking at your calendar and carving out the time saying, this block on this day, I'm going to spend going to lunch with my friends, playing golf with my buddies, catching up on the phone. Whatever it is, you actually are proactive at making the time because you aren't going to just find the time. If you're, if, if, you're, if you're listening to these episodes on balance, it's not like you got all this extra time in your life. You probably have every single minute of your life filled up to the brim. So you have to actually make the time. That means you push other things out of the way to make the time that you're going to dedicate solely for relationships. I guarantee you're not going to regret it. You aren't going to regret it. And if you want to avoid being one of those folks who on their deathbed has two of the five regrets around relationships, then you got to start being proactive around it. Oh man, there's a lot of conversation around balance out there, isn't there? It's, it's nuts. There's so much stuff around balance. But what I really tried to do with these 10 tips is not just give you 10 random things, but really study what, was, what were the patterns, what were coming up again and again and again. And so these 10 things were things I saw multiple times in my research. And these 10 tips, these 10 pieces of advice were shared by the experts, the researchers, the PhDs, the authors, the CEOs. They were just shared again and again and again. So really use this list as kind of like your own checklist. Like, am I doing these things? If you are, awesome. Can you do more of them? Or how can you be more effortless in doing them? If you aren't doing them, okay, we've got some gaps now. We've identified some gaps. So where do you need to start putting a little bit of of focus and some energy? And so remember, there's more. There's about 25 total. And the other 15 are really awesome. They're great, great things. I just didn't see them as, as, as often in the research, but they're still great. And so I want you to go grab the full list, all of the tips about how to create balance in your life. They're all available for free, 100% free, matthewbivins.com slash balance tips. Just drop your email address and I'll send you the PDF to your email and you can have it and you can go through and look at it. It's really, really simple. I just list everything out right there, checklist style, boom, it's right there. And uh, you can just go through it and, and create for yourself your own toolkit, your own plan, you know, see what you need in order to experience more balance in your life. And it is so freaking possible. It is so possible. I mean, I can't stress that enough. You do not have to live a life of imbalance. So I'd love for you to connect with me, share with me through this whole entire series, you know, what has been your biggest struggle with balance? And what has been your biggest recent win in the game of balance? What has it been? 
Email me, mattcbivens at gmail.com or direct message me on Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens, and let me know. I'd love to hear it. And once again, go grab your copy of my ebook. It's all about getting back to your center, taking care of yourself, making sure that you are addressing all those six Fs, all those, those important areas of your life so that you can know how to get back into your balance, get back into your power. It's an awesome ebook. It's very simple. I made it simple on purpose because I'm not trying to add a whole bunch of complicated stuff to your world. Because we're talking about balance, right? <laughs> you don't need more complex things. You need things that are simple and easy to, to execute on. And that's what this is. It's called The Balance System, a totally practical and super simple guide for anyone to create a life of sustained balance. And you can get yours right now, matthewbivens.com slash balance. Go pick up your copy. Yes. Okay. Next up, the next series that we're doing, because that wraps up the series on balance and health. The next series we're doing is on purpose and fulfillment. And I'm very excited about this one because I know purpose is a big thing. Finding direction, right? Knowing your bigger why, knowing what you're playing for, feeling like you're, 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 you're operating in your purpose consistently, feeling passionate, feeling fired up, feeling fulfilled with your life and everything that you've got going on. That's what I'm addressing in this next series. There's some some awesome, awesome stuff that I'll be digging into, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned. And uh, yeah, with that, I'm going to catch you next time. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.